Okay, folks, this is our fifth episode now about mountaineering. Um, and I believe the last one, I think I'm beating this one to death, um, you know, and I love to jump into diving as my sort of next series, uh, starting with um, not just diving, scuba diving, that is, not skydiving, um, but scuba diving, um, the blue hole in Egypt. More, more to come about, you know, the blue hole, what it means in my in my scuba diving series but just to wrap up the mountaineering um, you know series of episodes we cover fitness um, quite extensively I mean not in super detail but anybody can uh, go and get more information about it on the web there's plenty of it um, on the endurance training etc uh, and then we talked about uh, planning, what not to do, right? How to get started, how to select what I think are uh, a best choice for guides. You know, not too good, not too, not too uh, um, inexperienced, but you know, somebody that matches uh, your level and you're trying to accomplish. And then planning. Um, this is what I'm thinking. Sort of the last big component for anybody. Um, who like to get started on mountaineering and, and climbing and mountaineering. Um, and what do I mean by planning, right? So it means by um, a series of things that I could not find a lot of benchmarks on the web. So I kind of had to develop my own. I'm happy to share. One of them is sort of if you have a goal, right, which starts with a goal. So let's say my goal is to climb Everest in 2024, which is like two years from when I started. So I'll say, okay, so I have two years ahead of me, um, starting from zero. What I'm going to do, right? So I, I'm working backwards. So like a year before, I do want to have, uh, you know, uh, under my belt, some sort of long expedition in the Himalayas. So not going to try Everest uh, probably next year, right? So in, in let's say in two years from now so that means in one year before um, I want to climb one of the easiest mountains over there I think nothing is easy over there above 20,000 feet but you know Le Boucher is a good example right so look it up uh, I did quite a research to try to find sort of the optimal training peak in the Himalayas it still requires you know a three-week expedition there's it's, you know, climatization you, you get to spend time on the base camp the Everest base camp um, a few days so you get a lot of that experience and then you climb you know above 20,000 feet so you know air is going to be a problem or lack thereof oxygen right um, so and so forth but in, again that's just one year you know, let's say six months from now um, what am I doing now right so I'm going to go for smaller expeditions domestically, you know, up in Mount Baker, Mount Ryanair, back to Mount Washington, when I do plan on kicking my guide's ass this time. Uh, we'll see, right, after all this training. But I'm planning sort of, you know, small steps, um, you know, not taller, uh, you know, or not as tall mountains as I grow up to that goal, right? So that's really... And it, it's going to take a couple of years, honestly. And along the way, 
I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy a five-day expedition as much as a one-day, you know, climb. Um, I don't know if, you know, half the way I'm going to say, yeah, you know what, this is not for me, right? Um, I don't want to be pooping in a, you know, garbage um, plastic uh, bag for like five, and carrying it for five days. Well, it's part of the, the game, right? Or maybe I do. I don't know, but that's what, you know, I think this progressive approach um, towards a bigger goal like Everest is the way to go, right? So I can always give up and say, nah, not for me, or so far, so good. I'm kind of enjoying it. The moment I stop enjoying it, I'm just going to, you know, go do something else. So that is sort of high level planning, the way I see it. And then you have the, the more tactical planning. So, and I mean by tactical is uh, I have certain elevation goals for my next climb. So let's say, which is Mount Baker in like a week. Okay, so that's going to be a three-day expedition. We're going to climb about 4,000, um, 3,000 feet elevation in day one, 4,000 feet elevation day two. I know the mileage that I have to put on, not just elevation, right, but how much, you know, the distance we're going to cover. I have an idea about the temperatures um, and sort of the the terrain type. Hmm, how am I going to train for that? So what I've been doing is, and again, it's very hard for some reason to find good benchmarks. Um, so I'm being, I calculated, I have a spreadsheet. If anybody wants it, I mean, just ping me via social media or um, I think my email address might be somewhere in the podcasts. Um, distribution list, but you know, social media is the easiest one. I'm happy to share. It's not very complex, but it's a good spreadsheet. And what I did in that spreadsheet is um, I started to not just track myself, but create some benchmarks based on these uh, on the expedition plans that um, I've been gathering. So for Mount Baker, I'll give you an example. Right, Mount Baker day one. Right, that's going to be about a you know, 27, 2800 feet elevation gain in day one. And we're going to cover 3.7 miles. Um, so that means the average elevation gradient, not the angle, right? The gradient, which means it's a percentage. Um, so it's just, a, it's a percentage of a 45 degree angle, which is pretty much the max. So it's going to be 18% elevation gradient so that's not super steep um, and and then i timed you know how long the guides expect us to complete that okay um what do i do next right so it's about three and a half to five hours so what i did was like i calculated what is the average speed right how many miles i have to cover and the maximum, the, the, the minimum and the max speed, All right? So it's between 0.8 and 1.1 miles per hour. Not very fast, but I'm going up. And what is the maximum and minimum feet that I need to gain per hour? And that ranges about 500 to 800 feet. So those are my benchmarks, right? Now day two, we're going to go up. 4,600, 4,700 feet in one day. Much steeper terrain, right? We're talking about a 38% instead of an 18% um, sort of steepness. And completely in about five to six hours. That means 
I need to climb or go up um, about 800 to 900 feet per hour. And that's another benchmark. And, but my speed is going to be much slower, right? It's 0.5 to 0.6 miles per hour. So those are my benchmarks, right? This is easy to calculate. And now every time I have a long hike and, and I'm training, even in the gym, right? I'm always tracking how, two things, basically, right? How many um, feet of elevation I'm gaining. So if I'm doing the Stairmaster, uh, it's it's easy, right? Towards the end, you see it's a 50%, um, you know, gradient, that machine, but it's not really 50%, right? That machine is not perfect uh, in terms of mimicking, sort of climbing real stairs, right? But it's still, right? It's a good exercise. And then in the incline, the 15 or 18% treadmill incline, right? It all, also gives you the elevation gain. So I always aim and my training at 2,000 feet per hour, meaning more than twice um, my targets for Mount Baker. Why? Honestly, because I don't want to embarrass myself and I want to be super prepared. Do I need to be twice as fast in terms of climbing? And then the speed also, right? My speed on average has been about 2.3 miles per hour. And again, the maximum speed required in day one on Baker is one. So it's like more than twice. Why am I operating at more than twice the, the maximum benchmarks for the, this upcoming climb? One, because I want to I wanna kick ass, right? That's, that's, that's one reason. Um, I don't want to be the last guy, like, you know, everybody dragging me. Two, because these machines and my training is imperfect, right? So there are a lot of inefficiencies training in the gym or even training outdoors uh, and I'm trying to you know by overtrain or training above that benchmark significantly I'm trying to compensate for the inefficiencies you know there are not uh, that I cannot replicate um, in sort of these controlled conditions right the temperature um, the terrain the difficulty in, in, in some rocky parts that's going to slow me down so I'm always operating at uh, twice these benchmarks um, is it too much is it too little I don't know uh, it seems to be right right it seems to be right based on the other mountains that uh, that I climbed lately um, seem to be about you know the the amount of um, of over um, training that I need to do compared to these benchmarks right seem to be right so uh, again happy to share the spreadsheet um, that I created there is some other benchmarks here everything that I do I kind of try to track and create some averages so I know where I or my body is at um, and even even sort of you know how tired I am I mentioned like a couple of episodes ago some of the tools I use to track whether um, my body is getting too tired or not, like the um, heart rate variability for training, HRV4, number four training, kind of interesting app. Uh, and it kind of tells me, you know, you can push today, today, you know, take it, take it easy, um, so on and so forth. Also, you know, follow the plan of the, 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 the fitness plan, the mountaineering uh, plan that I bought uh, online through those um, uphill athletes guys 
Um, that's you know I follow that and I but there are no benchmarks right so I put my benchmarks together with that plan and sort of the overall state of my body looking at uh, those metrics and and this is how I roll um, it seemed to be working we'll see uh, again a week from now I have a three day expedition with some um, climb climbing you know school um, rock climbing school in the middle so it's going to be interesting. Um, got to fly all the way to Seattle and then drive up near Vancouver. Um, and I hope those numbers are going to be uh, the right ones, right? Everything that I've been doing and tracking are going to be uh, right there and I'm going to have fun and not going to be, uh, you know, suffering up and down that mountain. So that's about planning. Again, those benchmarks, uh, you can create your own. You, I'm happy to share mine. I found them to be very hard to to get from somebody else on the web. Uh, I don't know, for some reason, people either don't track this or they don't share it. I don't know, or I couldn't find it. I don't know which one is true, but it's just difficult. So um, that's the planning. Uh, that's how I plan it. So I plan the workouts based on these numbers again, and then try to match these tactical activities, even the small smaller climbs, with the bigger goal in like, you know, two years, try to take a shot at Everest, but, you know, go baby steps until I get there. And again, which is great. If I don't like, for some reason, I stop enjoying this, I'm just going to drop it and, uh, and do something else. That's it for planning. I hope the whole series uh, of episodes about mountaineering are going to help anyone interested. Um, I just try to share sort of my experience trying to get up to speed on it and and have fun along the way, knowing nothing, like literally nothing nine months ago and knowing a little bit now. Um, and again, um, next one, it should we should start talking about scuba diving, a much more, um, I'll say, familiar topic for me. Right, because this, I've been doing this for many years, and I have a bunch of certifications. So, and I've done a bunch of dives in cool places. Uh, so it's going to be a slightly different conversation. But again, I started from scratch um, not many years ago, and I'd like to go back and see what I did. Talk about the agencies, some of the crazy experiences that I have, especially the bad ones, um, but also some of the good ones, and uh, and hope get more people excited about scuba diving as well as mountaineering. So thank you very much, guys. Talk to you soon.